Hello, Fantasy Disc Golf fans, and welcome to Chill Disc Days, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Matthew Williams, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chilliams and Instagram at Chill Disc Days. And I would like to officially welcome you to episode number 14 of Chill Disc Days. And on today's episode, we are kind of in the dog days a, a little bit. You know, we're three weeks away roughly from the start of the season. So, you know, drafts haven't really fully ramped up. We're maybe a couple weeks away from the big draft season. So this is where I come in as a fan fantasy analyst to give you guys a little pep talk to pump you up for draft season while everyone else is kind of figuring out what to do with themselves, you know, trying to scratch through maybe old coverage or, or whatnot. This is where we can get locked in on crushing our fantasy disc golf league. So maybe it means you going through the draft guide, getting more familiar with that. Maybe it means you're starting to get set up with your leagues and get familiar with your league mates, your scoring settings, all that good stuff. Uh, but this is the time where we can really lock in. We got a few more weeks. This is where we get prepared to crush our fantasy disc golf draft. So I, I realize it's the dog days. I could feel it. I could feel everyone's itching for some fantasy content. So, or disc golf content. Maybe you are itching for fantasy disc golf content. So I'm here to bring it to you. Get ready for draft season. Um, and, and I know there's not a lot of news going on. So uh, we will try to make this effective for fantasy drafts and get you guys ready. Uh, but wanted to take a little bit at the start of the show to just um, give a shout out. I got a real nice message on um, Instagram from someone just saying like, you know, they're kind of new to fantasy sports. They've been into disc golf and and have really been enjoying the show. And uh, really, you know, it was really uh, warmed my heart, really got me in the feels. And uh, I really just want to appreciate, um, you know, if you ever, if you do appreciate the show, for sure, reach out, give me a message. And let me know if you like it, because uh, it does it does mean a lot. Um, you know, I really enjoy doing this, and and it did change my perspective a, a little bit on how I approach the show, because I kind of came in with the mindset that you know most people had had some kind of like fantasy background experience. You know, whether it be probably football is the most popular, but baseball, basketball, soccer, what have you. Um, but I guess realizing like you know a lot of disc golfers maybe don't have a background in other fantasy sports so um i'd like to yeah uh just kind of like change my perspective a little bit realize maybe this is a lot of your guys's first experience with fantasy sports so if you hear me ranting about category leagues you're like what the heck is this guy talking about um i'm gonna try to make it a little bit more friendly to to people who maybe do it in fantasy sports for the first time so hey if you like the show big shout out hit me up if you got any suggestions i really appreciate it but do um Really did appreciate that message and, and will change my approach going forward. So just looking to cater to everyone. You know, if this is your first fantasy experience, um, just making sure that I can present it in a um, a friendly a friendly manner to, to make it easy to get started. You know, uh, you know, like Heiser based Manuel Patrick talked about how like a lot of fantasy leagues can be overwhelming, could be a lot of rules and stuff. So. I'm just trying to make this simple because fantasy at the end of the day is supposed to be fun. You know, I am very much of the um, like most fun wins mindset. And of course, like 
you know, winning is fun, so I want to win. But, like, I'm definitely, like, the Dr. A uh, mindset. Like, if you guys do fantasy basketball, Dr. A is always taking Luka Doncic, number one, no matter what. And I dig it. Like, I think in, in fantasy sports, you know, I am someone who does go by the stats, but there is a human element to it as well. And I've already seen it in some of my drafts that I've done. There's a human element, you know, there's, you got, you know, players you like and don't like, and, and that affects how you draft. So I think as fantasy managers, I think you have to try to find that perfect balance between the two, you know, like me personally, I'm kind of like the Dr. A mindset where I love Damian Lillard. Like, if I can find any excuse to draft Damian Lillard on my fantasy team, I'm going to do it. But I'm not going to draft him over Jokic. Like, I love Damian Lillard, but I'm like, I still want to win my fantasy league. So you have to kind of like try to find that balance of where to target the guys that you really like, you know? And and, and you want to get those guys because you want to have a fun season. So this is where this offseason... You got to narrow down your my guys list and you got to narrow down where you want to take them. That fantasy feature card where you're trying to draft them. Like one of my drafts, let's see, I had the eighth pick and I was staring at Matty O and Kyle Klein. Now, from a fantasy perspective, I think Kyle Klein is a, like the safer choice for sure. Uh, Matty O had the actually number one average finish last year in the MPO at a 6.5. But, you know, Kyle with his events and his upside, his, you know, still being super young, I just feel like he's the safer pick. But I really wanted Matty O on my team. So I went Matty O. And sure enough, Kyle Klein came back to me at 13. So it was a risk for sure. If it was a money league, I probably would have taken Kyle Klein. But it's just one of those things. You got to know where you got to reach for your guys. So. A uh, little little rant on like draft strategy in terms of fantasy. Fantasy should be fun. Like if you look at my draft guide, you don't have to go rankings, you know, by number. You know, just like down the list. You got it. Just gives you an idea of where to target it. You know, because if you love like let's say Garrett Gurthy, yeah, you can have him on your team, but you don't like you just don't want to take him in the first or second round. You know, so like if you're new to fantasy, it's I think the draft guide is just a way to help you get an idea for value so that you're not overreaching, but you can still have fun and target the players that you want because that's what we're here for. We're here to have fun. So just remember that. I think uh, a lot of people lose touch with the big picture of disc golf and fantasy. It's supposed to be fun. Let's have some fun. (laughs) So pick your players that you want. Have fun with it. Don't take it too seriously. You know, obviously we want to win, but this is supposed to be fun. So let's just remember that throughout the year. Rant over. Uh, Wanted to give a shout out to Clinton Pippert. Uh, I've been following his stuff and, dude, really been digging it. Got him in the Chill Disc Days Industry League. And wanted to just kind of give a shout out because he's been doing these YouTube videos of, like, crushing courses in a day so he's got like a 90 hole challenge and um i haven't you know i'm not gonna lie and say i've watched all of them but i have watched a bit and uh it 
I just wanted to give it a shout out because it chilled disc days was kind of originally a vlog idea um similar to like what Clinton's doing uh what had inspired it was I saw like the Guinness book of world records for like most disc golf courses played in a year was like 50 or something I can't remember exactly but I just thought it was so whack I was like you have these touring pros who are just obviously playing way more of this so like I had the idea I wanted to beat the Guinness book world record in like 15 days well oh man I gave up on that I looked at the Guinness book of world records and just like the criteria to set the record like in terms of people there to verify and all the record keeping i was like yo this is not what i want to do i realized why the guinness book of world records is where it is at but so that's just kind of transitioned into a vlog idea i wanted to do like 50 courses in 15 days but then yeah i was just struggling with my knees uh keeping up with it and then also like the camera work and yeah dude shout out to everyone who does like course work video editing all that stuff um yeah I could not find a way and, and I just don't have video editing school so kudos I wanted to give uh, kudos to Clint kudos to uh, I know Benquisitor is doing some videos out there so I wanted to give a shout out um you know some people yeah just make this a kind of a community thing give a shout out to the people who have uh, been putting in the work and I know Clinton's going to be joining us on the chill disc days industry league um still which should be We'll be doing that closer to the start of the draft season. Super excited about that. But uh, I just thought I just wanted to give him a shout out and also kind of give a little background on the Chill Disc Days name because, you know, Chill Disc Days, you're like, nah, it doesn't really sound like a fantasy podcast. And, it, you know, Chill Disc Days did not start off as a, pan, a fantasy idea. But as I kind of like went into doing the video stuff, I realized that was not my gig. I would... Yeah, so, I mean, kudos to everyone doing that. But, yeah, I just thought that was funny because Clinton, he, dude, he's been doing fantasy stuff, and that vlog idea was similar to what I was thinking. So, just want to give him a shout-out, check out his work, and I'm excited to have him on the uh, Industry League. And let's get into a little bit of fantasy disc golf talk. So, I wanted to touch on on just a few points. There hasn't been some like major groundbreaking news but just a couple things I haven't really touched on was Kristen and Eagles like elbow so like Kristen had an Instagram post a while ago like real brief I mean she was talking about snow or something and then all of a sudden she slipped out in there hoping to be better after my elbow surgery she is not signed up for the Las Vegas Challenge. And, you know, Kristen's forehand is such a big part of her game. I just think that adds just another element of, like, why are we even considering Kristen number one? I've talked about how Paige for sure should be number one. I think Kat for sure should be number two. I just don't, even with this, with this elbow uh, surgery... And this kind of slipped by me. Um, I just don't... I don't know where she's at in her progress. I haven't heard any updates or anything. She's not making it to LVC. So, I just think that's another concern where, like, Kristen, you're just not... Should not even be considering her um, top two. So, I mean, like, that kind of raises the question, do you take Missy Gannon over her now? 
I think you could consider it. I mean, it's really going to depend on what you're feeling, I think. So, like in terms of risk tolerance, you know, what what is your risk tolerance? Because I don't know exactly when Kristen's expecting to make it back and then she already has a more limited schedule. I personally think I would probably lean Missy Gannon and then... And then I think I think I would take Kristen fourth. I don't. I think I would take Kristen fourth after Missy Gannon. I just you know, let's see. Missy Gannon had an average finish of six point eight last year. She made sixteen skip base events. I believe she said on Smashbox she was going to make it to Europe this year. And I wanted to touch on this as well. I made an Instagram post. Uh, talking about my Heiser base uh, takeaways so like near the end I was like yeah since you can't have any transactions I was like I think you really need to focus on some European players making to PCS and European Open I mean diving into more of these player schedules I actually I think I'm kind of stepping back from that because I mean for sure if you can snag at least one European player at the end I think you should do it but I don't think you need to like looking at these schedules it seems a lot of people are making it to PCS and European Open um, Chris Dickerson, his schedule was released. He is making it to European Open, but he is not making it to PCS Open. His schedule is pretty similar to last year. He will be making the preserve this year, competing of nine out of 13 elite series in all four majors. He'll make Music City Open. So I think you kind of have to put Chris into similar value as last year. He's going to be making pretty much similar number of events. So um, around pick 10 is where I had him last year. He will stay around there. Yeah, but going back to the European swing, I think a lot of these guys, you actually, if you're doing Heiser base since they have Silver Series, it actually might be more beneficial to, to really focus on the depth in the states to cover those silver series because there are quite a bit of like your main guys you're at the top of your draft it sounds like most of them will be making it to pcs and european opens so perhaps snag a european player you feel good about especially if they do have a mixed tour maybe not like like uh i was looking at christian kuosa and yuna heinenen yuna has a, a u.s swing so I ended up taking him over Christian because I believe Christian will just be doing the European stuff. So in terms of the Silver Series, I like I'm looking at Heiser Base. And yeah, I did reach out to them and they will not be adding those as the um, Silver Series. They're not going to be adding those European ones. So it will just be the Silver Series in the States, PCS and European Open. So I think focusing on the depth in the silver series in the states you should be fine if you're doing skip base i believe you can add in yeah johnny v has the different schedules you can add in whatever you want so if you want to do the european you could do the elite and i just set up a draft and he had all those different schedules in there but for heiser base for sure i don't think you need to emphasize uh the European swing as much as I thought. So maybe with the last pick your draft for sure, make sure pick up a European player. But 
Uh, I don't think it's going to be as big of a factor looking at some of these schedules. And kind of going to, to Heiser Base, I was going to talk about doing a look at bogey rates, you know, because you are looking with par being one point, bogey being negative one. You're like, oh, yeah, the bogey becomes all that more important. So when I was looking at it, one name like at the top, Ezra Aderhold has a 14% bogey rate. Anthony Barella, 13%. You know, you're looking at top guys. Paul's at eight. Ricky's at nine. Gannon's at eight. Chris Dickerson's at eight. You got Kyle Klein at 10. So Ezra, Ezra has the most eagles as well. So hopefully that can mitigate some of the bogeys. But I'm just thinking like towards the, maybe towards, like if you're deciding between a couple players, like uh, I was deciding between Jake Hebenheimer and Luke Sampson. Uh, I went Hebenheimer with kind of his average finish last year, and he's going to be doing more of a full tour this year. So I just kind of wanted to have him on the team being from the Missouri area. But I was looking between him and Luke Sampson, and, you know, Jake Hebenheimer's bogey rate was at 15%, and then luke's was at 14 percent, so not a huge difference but I'm, i just think that could be something to look at um the biggest ones i'm seeing are some guys i haven't heard too much about there's like a mike sol s-a-l-e 24 percent bogey rate and four percent plus two so maybe just go into these Petrie Ninamaki, 26% bogey rate with 5% plus two or more. So if you are doing Heiser base and you maybe are just stuck between a couple people um, and, and you have some time with the no pick limit, maybe just dive into the UDISC stats a little bit and look at what some of these bogey rates are like on the FPS side. Ani Makala was at 36, 36% bogey. Tina Korovic, 30% bogey, 25% double bogey. Looks like a lot of the European players. Zoe and Dyke had a 28% bogey rate last year. So, Leah Sinajinia, 27% bogey. So, just looking at some of the bogey rates. Could help you uh, make a decision between a couple players that you were stuck between. Uh, let's see, Paige Pierce had a 15% bogey with a 5% plus two or more. I'm sure a lot of those were affected by the European Open, but we will see. That was a good uh, article that came out with the FPO, FPO course difference on Ulti World. They came out with that. It's time for more thoughtful FPO course design on tour. That was a really great article really kind of highlighted the how flawed the European Open was to me but yeah that just looking at those bogey rates could be something to look at um did I say speaking of schedule Isaac Robinson whoo I missed this on the uh last episode with Isaac's schedule so Isaac I had was he on the wild cards I had him on the Chill Distance card ranked like around 12th, and I had a feeling his schedule was going to pick up this year. So he had an average finish of 16.4 last year, 22nd 
fantasy finish with 11 skip base events played with his schedule he's he's got a full year in 2023 a full year um looks like he will miss pcs he's doing a couple other events in europe the turku open and the yarva open he will make european open but yeah isaac if you're looking at him he definitely moves up from like kind of into the kj james conrad range now you know i i think those guys are pretty gonna be pretty similar you'll have isaac kj james uh barella is probably i've seen barella make some big pushes with his full schedule um definitely with his i kind of mentioned he didn't um overwhelm at the memorial but he could also be around that range as well. So yeah, I touched on Isaac's schedule, Jake and Chris. There was some uh, new media coverage announcement. I don't think that's going to affect a fantasy too much, but it will be nice having Central Coast do the Silver Series events. So if we are going to have those in your Heiser-based leagues or if you implement that in your Skip-based league, you will be able to cover that. And then I totally love that Jomez is going to be doing both um, coverages I, and then I do hope they get two hot geese, though, for their commentators. I think you have to have two hot geese, for sure, for for Jomez. But I, I think that's going to be big in terms of um, getting, you know, Johnny V, I think, mentioned on Smashbox, getting more coverage. If you have MPO1, MPO2, FPO1, FPO2, and maybe another MPO3. Like, that's kind of the thing as a fantasy analyst that I'm sh- struggling with is, like, you know, basketball, you can watch and there's 10 players on the floor. You're seeing these guys at the, the same time. Well, in disc golf, you know, you have coverage of the top couple cards. So you're maybe seeing like the same top 10 people usually in the cards or around there. So just like getting into that depth of knowledge on all the players' games just takes more um, digging, I think. Like, watching some of the other coverages for sure you're you're not your maybe your main events but more your local a or b tiers or whatnot um so i think just getting more coverage will be really beneficial to learning more of these these players games inside and out so i dig that for for my end um just getting more coverage and getting more familiar with these games because because you see you don't see a lot of some of these like deeper players you know um just because they're you know it's hard to get on lead card (laughs) when you're playing against the top players in the world so deeper coverage will will be great for fantasy analysts being able to see more players i think that was one of the big news that's caught out to me last few days and then there really isn't too much news going on. Um, a couple things that have caught my eye in terms of fantasy. So Skip Ace this year has, you know, last year they had the uh, place finish. You know, you get a point for whatever place that you finish. You know, so first gets one, tenth gets ten, whatnot. Well, Johnny V implemented a new scoring system, kind of like the DG, the Pro Tour point system. Um and it goes from 250 to negative 250. And I I can't see an actual 
I might need to reach out and see if I can get an actual grid of the scoring. But it, it will seem to favor the top players more. So what I would say with that is if you're using the Chill Disc Days Draft Guide to get ready for your skip-based league and you're deciding to do the other scoring system this year, I just think it you have to target higher upside more. So, you know, like some of the guys where you're, you want it for depth, maybe events played and, and just get that solid, get that solid average finish in the middle just to prevent like a blow up. I think you almost have to prioritize upside a bit more. So being a better streamer, looking at players who have a higher average finish, even if they are playing less events and getting yeah because you'll need to get more of those those points on the top end because you gotta you gotta take swings i think you know um if if a top 20 finish is gonna award you a ton more than you know placing an average like around the 50 um i just think yeah if if you're doing the new skip based scoring uh, i'll i'll look to integrate that maybe into my fantasy rankings as well if I can get a, ni- a good idea of what that scoring setup's like. Kind of mentioned doing ongoing rankings for skip base and, and Heiser base, so might integrate that other scoring system in a skip base as well. Uh, but just think that you will have to look at higher upside if you're doing that scoring method would be my takeaway. And then I recently discovered a new podcast, the Disc Golf Hour, not the one with Brody Smith. (laughs) So apparently Brody Smith released a new podcast called the Disc Golf Hour, and there is actually already a show out there called the Disc Golf Hour with Jeremy and Liam. And let's see, they just released an episode on fantasy disc golf and i am gonna reach out to them about maybe i wanted to reach out to them about doing an industry league but they have uh they released their own spreadsheet for for fantasy scoring it doesn't look like there is much on the uh, spreadsheet now they have a Google Docs, that's view only, that has some information to start your own league, but I I don't see the information in there, so perhaps I am missing something, but um, that was just something I was was curious about, because I listened to their episode, and um, they seem to be really into fantasy disc golf, and I kind of like what they were talking about about with the what they're doing with fantasy but i just thought that you know skip base and heiser base is just it's just a lot easier and i feel like it's an effective tool but um that was just something that that caught my eye um was the the disc golf hour has their own kind of like fantasy spreadsheet going on so um that's just something i'm gonna check out during the year because i'm you know i'm just trying to stay I'm just trying to stay on top of everything fantasy disc golf, you know. I just want to to be on top of it, you know. Like people will ask questions on Twitter about fantasy and I just think 
being a fantasy disc golf analyst, I'd like to be knowledgeable about all the platforms. So, you know, I like I just want people to be informed to make the best decision possible so that we can have more people get into fantasy disc golf. You know, maybe not everybody wants to do skip base, you know. I think, you know, personally, I think skip base is for sure the best way to do fantasy disc golf still uh, from a competitive end. You know, you get the transactions and I just think the setup is is better right now. But maybe not everybody wants that. So I just think making an informed decision on what you are looking for is, is kind of what I'm also trying to do on, on the fantasy disc golf end is, is learn these platforms and and just maybe help fantasy disc golf fans make the 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 best choice possible for what they're looking for and perhaps you know this fantasy disc golf hour spreadsheet is the way to go personally i think it'll be too much manual updating and i don't see enough flaws with skip base or hyzer base to justify doing all that manual work and redraft so but I'm always curious in terms of what different scoring options are like. So that was something that caught my eye. Um, might reach out to them, see if they might be interested in, in doing an industry league or something. But I think uh, I think that's all I really had for this episode. I know it's the dog days. There's not too much going on. I was going to talk about maybe e- I didn't talk about Eagle, did I? Eagle, I'm seeing him go pretty early in drafts. And I'm nervous. I don't know how you want where you want to take him, but like I just don't know what his schedule's like. I think that's the main concern I have. Not so much his health. I don't really care if he throws a forehand again. You know, dude, he's throwing left handed, man. He's crushing it. I'm just more concerned about the schedule. I haven't seen anything with his schedule. I mean, he played four skip base events last year. So like that's just one I'm nervous on. Um, until I learn more on his schedule, this is why I think you should wait to draft as close to draft scene as possible so we can get a better idea of what his schedule might be like. Because, dude, I just I have no idea where to take Eagle this year. Like he is the one where I am just I don't want to take him. I don't want to take him over like Chris, Kevin, James. Like I know like he's got the talent, but I just don't want to do it. I don't want to take him over Isaac. Like, I think where I'm getting it is, like, the Joel Freeman, Chris Clemens range. Like, Joel Freeman, Chris Clemens, Simon, you know, like, oh, that's where I'm stuck. I'm like, who do I want between those? Because Simon, he's got the new bag. And, I mean, he's, I think I might have underestimated how much of a switch this is going to be. Like, Simon's great, but, man, he is throwing a whole new bag, so... Yeah, that that clunk right there is is a good one. Eagle, Simon, Chris, and Joel. How you how you arrange that pairing, I think is uh, gonna be interesting. I think. Oh, just off the bat, I would probably go. I'm so nervous about Eagle. I'd probably go Simon, Chris, Eagle, Joel, or Joel Eagle. I don't know, man. I got to figure out more about his schedule. I think that's where I'm at. So, but, and that's where we're all kind of at right now. We are, we're waiting, dude. We are itching for disc golf. We're a few weeks away, but, uh, le- yeah, let's get it. Let's get ready for uh fantasy disc golf draft season. Uh, should have 
Uh, got got early stages set up for a uh, chill distance industry league, so should have that coming out in a couple of weeks, and hopefully gonna do a, a few more, um, more fun leagues as well. So, uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Super excited for once the season gets started. I'm gonna definitely be, I'm gonna be doing two shows a, a week. I know this has been pretty inconsistent. I've been trying to do it at least once a week, but the days have been kind of fluctuating, and that's fine. That's fine. It's the first year we get in the swing of things, but for sure, we're going to be doing lots of picks for Las Vegas Challenge. Survivor picks, start sits. We're going to have your group six pick six. I'm going to be looking at the prize picks. So looking at maybe some lines too, if uh, they have those on like a sports book or whatnot. Um, it'll be fun. Um, you know, I've been reading some of like the, the golf write-ups on Sports Ethos for some of these golf tournaments and I don't follow golf, but like I like the article write-ups, and and I'm almost wondering if I should do article write-ups along with a podcast show. But writing is not my strong suit. I'm sure you guys probably tell that in the in the draft guide. I'm just kidding. You know what? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, might have some fun news with the the draft guide in terms of some of those blurbs transitioning into something bigger. I don't want to tease too much, but um trying to trying to make something happen on that end anyway i think i think i've rambled i think i've rambled enough i mean i i just want to give you guys some pep talk let's go like come on fantasy disc golf around the corner um get your i just say get your my guys list ready and get 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 familiar with your leagues so uh, i think that's if, if you want some homework to do for this week there you go get your my guys list maybe your do not draft list and get your leagues going all right i think that will do it for this episode of chill distays a sports ethos presentation again i am your host matthew williams make sure to follow me on twitter at mr chilliams and instagram at chill distays thank you so much for listening and may all your bogeys become birdies